In orange, orange is the new black. This is bold perceptions. Got a nice little episode today with my French teammate and roommates here in Bologna, Italy. We're gonna go over Euro football one-on-one. This is something I wish I had a couple years ago when teams were reaching out to me from Europe to continue playing the game I love. At first I was very no, no, I'm gonna start working. They don't play football in Europe. Like what kind of uh, thing do they got going on here? But now I'm on year three of doing it and I love it. And I think it's a great opportunity that is not really known by many. And we're gonna go over everything today with Mr. Billy Bryan. He's got a, a an American name. He, he's lived in Texas too, and I, I always say, oh, Billy Bryan, like a, like a Texas name. That's not a French name at all. But his experience is very in-depth all over Europe, Germany, Italy, I think Finland, knows about Canadian football, and he's lived in America. He's coached in Texas. So he's got a great perspective for you, the listener, who I hope will be someone like me, a couple years ago that I was searching to try to find some more information on what the hell is European Europe Europe European European right Jesus football Mr. Billy Bryan can you introduce yourself to uh, the audience what's up what's up um, Brian Billy I'm 28 uh, started playing football a little late a little late at 19 uh, but I feel like in Europe it's uh, it's more common than uh, and in the States where obviously you start at six, seven, or maybe earlier. Um, started playing in France, obviously, because I'm French. And then uh, kind of quickly uh, moved up in the ranks, uh, played with the national team, and then got a few opportunities to go play in uh, Germany, Finland, and now Italy. So that's about it. <laughs> it's, it's Billy Bryan. Yeah. Brian, yeah, Billy Brian. First name is Brian. Yeah, yeah. First name is Brian. Brian Billy. Jesus, I'm his roommate. And I, that is bad. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, 28, year, 28 years old, play defense, play offense. First of all, I mean, why are you playing this game? What got you involved in American football? Well, believe it or not, my dad uh, actually played uh, back in the 80s, 90s in France. Uh, it was actually, so in France in the 90s, football was actually pretty big. And, uh, and so he played because he uh, kind of got together with some American guys that w- were in the army overseas and, and all that and uh, started playing and stopped right when I was born. But I kind of always uh, grew up in that environment of uh, watching games. Uh, I remember when I was young, we had the, the magazines and all that. So I uh, kind of always was interested in, in that game and then... Um, Around 19, I uh, started playing because I saw there was a, a team in my city, in my hometown, and uh, kind of fell in love right away because I, I, uh, I always had this idea in my head of what the game would be like, and then it was uh, everything I thought of and, and then some. So, yeah, just fell in love and uh, kept playing. Yeah, I've talked to a lot of European dudes, and obviously they get into the sport late, but once they get into the sport, it gets a hold of them because a lot of dudes 
they play for free. But when you get into the game and you feel that contact and you feel that camaraderie and just that emotion that comes out with football, it's nothing like any sport here really in Europe. Is that something where you felt where it just took you and, and put its fangs in you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, before I played, I started playing football. I uh, was involved in uh, BMX racing, raced internationally. So uh, uh, I made a little money with it, uh, and then I got injured and uh, then uh, couldn't really compete at the level I wanted to. So that's why I drifted. And I always knew I wanted to play football, and um, I always I also played rugby, which is a very big, 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 big sport in, in France. And uh, but all these sports that I played before football, it's nothing like what is football. Like the, the like you said, camaraderie, uh, the, the 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 spirit, the philosophy. Um, it's I, I think it's the ultimate sport uh, that you want to play. And uh, I think Europeans, the um, the image that football, uh, how you say, carries, is uh, is uh, what we are all looking for in, in, in football in Europe. Yeah, we were talking about because you were in America and you talked to dudes kind of after college. They didn't get the NFL opportunity or maybe the CFL opportunity. And uh, they they don't really know other opportunities out there. And that's why I really want to get into, since you've seen American football, you know about Canadian, you know all about European, like, you know, what are the differences and what is all going on over here in Europe with this game? Is it, you know, a bunch of older dudes like a, a softball beer league and they're just fucking around on the football field or is there more to it like it's actually you know something built over here yeah so the main thing i would say to, to, to all the american guys that want to pursue their careers and don't have that option to go nfl or cfl is uh, is knowing it's an option to to go to europe and uh it's i mean it's levels to this so you you can come to europe and really like pursue this dream of going pro at some point because I've seen it happen I've played with guys in Germany that have went on to sign in the NFL or CFL uh, and I've seen guys that have come to Europe for what what we call or some call the playcation so it's uh, it's more like okay I've, I'm done with college but I don't want to go to work right now and I can go to Europe for free basically and uh, and play a little football and have fun and uh, and, and, and all that but uh, yeah it's levels to this and i think both are are very good too it's like hey i want to continue the dream or i want to get a couple more years I, I love this game maybe i didn't get as much out of it as i or you, you felt like you left something on the field in college you want to keep playing but to experience the cultures to travel europe i mean it's amazing me and you were talking about a lot of dudes they get out of college they start working they get a mortgage they have a family and then it's like oh my god and you're probably not going to go visit Europe too. That's even tougher. But it seems like always dudes also get in a rec league or they play touch football back home or or there's even minor league teams of football I see dudes playing for free that are good, that could play over here. But I just think the opportunity is not really known. So, you know, let's let's talk about, okay, what the hell is this? What is there a regular season? You know, what's the pay? What's kind of the structure practicing? Okay, well, it, it's uh, depending on the league and the, the country you go to, it's very, very different. But basically, the okay, the main leagues in Europe are Germany. So Germany is very, very competitive. They have American coaches that have coached in NCAA, First Division, NFL, all, all these guys. They have a lot of uh, 
former NFL players that still play and want to get get back into the league or just show out, you know. Uh, and then so it's Germany. I would say Finland is the second biggest league. Uh, and then it's a mix between France, Italy, and then all the other leagues. Poland, uh, Turkey, Denmark, Sweden, whatever. Um, it, it's very de de different depending on the league, but uh, say in France, you probably would uh, have two practices a week and then a game every other weekend for about 10 regular season games. And you don't get preseason or you may get like a joint practice with another team that's uh, close to your city. Um, and then you'd get two to three playoff games. So basically you'd get at, at the most 15 games in a season. So it's not that bad considering you play every other, uh, other weekend. So pretty much every week is you have a bye week. So you get the opportunity to go travel. And that's a big plus when you play in these leagues. And I encourage people that go to these leagues to, to travel because that's the main thing also. Um, if you go to Germany, uh, it's, it's more competitive, like I said. And you get 14 regular season games, three to four preseason games. And then you get, I think, it's like NFL. You get a wild card and then three other playoff games. So it's, this is a big season and uh, you play pretty much every week. So it's more professional. It's more professional. You, you practice, depending on the, on the team, you practice three to five times a week. You get meetings, uh, you get uh, media day and all that. So it's Lots more imports? A lot more imports, yeah. The, the rules are different in every country. So France, is, uh, for example, is two American uh, imports and then five, or, no, three European imports. So five total. Uh, but Germany is five US and uh, unlimited imports, uh, Euro imports. So basically the whole team can be uh, professional, paid and all that. And... Uh, And every league is a little different. Uh, Finland is uh, kind of the same. They have five US and then eight or 15 euro. And uh, Italy is uh, super weird. And we have like, <laughs> it, you can get two US or one with the uh, Italian passport or whatever. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, kind of all over the place. Yeah, so for the most part, the people who, the Americans or the imports are the ones that get paid. I know in Italy, a lot of dudes are covered with like travel expenses if they're coming from different cities but a lot of the countries that aren't you know the top level the super professional like we were talking about with germany and finland there are a lot of dudes doing it for free and they love it obviously they get the pads and and they get the the helmet and you know the for example here in bologna i mean there's like 16 sponsors on our jersey you know what i mean so there's people that you know care about it and it's like a good community and you know you get the, the social medias and you kind of feel like a, a mini celebrity so that's kind of where they get their their enjoyment from the game or their benefits from the game not to mention you know playing it with their teammates and, and winning but mostly the people who get paid are the americans or the imports now what's that money like Uh, okay, so the basic deal in pretty much every country would be so flight tickets, uh, round trip, obviously, and then you get an apartment with usually a room to yourself. Sometimes you may share in the smallest leagues, but usually, usually a room to yourself. Right? I could imagine staying in the same room <laughs> as you. Sometimes, sometimes you may get a meal plan 
So every day you get a, a meal like for lunch or, or dinner. Uh, and then you get uh, the basics. I mean, insurance, gym pass, bus pass. You may get a bicycle. Some teams may provide you with a scooter or, or a car. Uh, and then you get your uh, salary. And then because you get paid, I mean, because the, everything is free, apartment, uh, everything, the salary is not as big as uh, you'd imagine. Uh, it ranges, I, I would say, from 400 in some leagues to, uh, I've seen guys get 2,500 euros uh, a month in, uh, in Germany. And uh, in Germany, it's, it's really, really good. It's uh, way above average. So basically all your expenses are covered and then that salary you get is for like the traveling or the drinking and, and doing things like that. But a lot of people are surprised and I was really surprised of how far, say, a thousand euros goes a month, especially if you're not, um, you know, paying for rent or paying for most of your expenses. I mean, what is a thousand euros in Europe? I mean, what does that do for people? Well, if you get a thousand euros in Europe, say in Italy, you get a thousand euros and you don't have to pay for your apartment and only food. So basically food is about, I would say 40 to 50 euros a week. Maybe that's about it. Uh, if you uh, like ha enjoy yourself, you know, uh, a restaurant is like 10 to 15 euros if you drink wine and have a nice pizza. Uh, so a thousand euros is uh, pretty much you can eat, to, you can like yeah eat out every other day and uh, go party in the in the weekends and then yeah take the train and uh, was, I mean we can go to Rome for the weekend and we'll still would still have money uh, at the end of the month pretty much yeah yeah for example I could get on a train right now to Venice for 15 euros so a thousand euros I think the average salary after taxes in Italy per month is about 1500 euros and factor in they're paying rent they're paying a lot of bills so you're living pretty good just off that now is it a way for you to save money and it, for the future probably not it's more like a paid vacation a lot of people say but it's still good money in europe you know if you say you know a thousand dollars a month in america yeah you think that's crazy that's very low but here it is very very good i mean overall especially if you're coming out of college and you have no responsibilities and And you're not in crazy debt because a lot of athletes are, you know, scholarshiped, especially the ones that um, are getting recruited to Europe. You probably were on scholarship. So it is a good, good deal. Um, like, again, you're not going to put money in your 401k and, and save. But that's why I recommend if you can, if you play in a league that's not like Germany or the hard ones like Finland, is if you can get some work online because you get a lot of free time. You know what I mean? And that's something I do. I have businesses back home that allow me to live pretty well especially in europe if you can make a certain amount of money you're living very good you know i mean you can live the la dolce vita in italy but speaking of that yeah so practicing and in culture and your day-to-day kind of routine you were in america so you know kind of the practice mentality i mean let's compare like a week in here playing professional football to say back in america Yeah, so uh, I, I've coached in, in Texas, and uh, obviously with the national team, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a big, big deal in, in France because, I mean, the, the defensive coordinator uh, coached in the NFL for 30 years or something. So we have that uh, culture. 
uh, in in the national team, I mean. Uh, but yeah, in in the in the leagues throughout Europe is very very different. So in Italy, I've been very surprised at uh, how good the level is compared to how we practice. You know, uh, it's a, a really laid back. Uh, so practice usually starts at eight, but we really start at eight thirty. Uh, it's it's uh, people are walking on the field and all that. It's little things that uh, uh, shock me, I would say, um, compared to the states, obviously, where uh, everybody's yelling on the field and no uh, smoking before and after practice in, in America on the field. <laughs> yeah, but in Italy they smoke at halftime, and as soon as the practice is over, it's a cigarette and a beer. Um, so so yeah, we have that, uh, and then some teams are uh, some teams and some leagues are very very uh, structured. Uh, but it, it, yeah, it really depends on the the level of play you, you're at, and the league and uh, who who is in charge. Obviously, if it's national uh, coaches, then it would be more laid back and uh, more to the culture of the the country. But if you have, say, an American or two American coaches, then they will bring that American culture to the team. Yeah, I agree. It is very dependent on, you know, what country you're in. But it's definitely different than, like, an American structured practice for sure. Another point to get to, like, here, for example, in Italy, we practice three times a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday from, like, 8.30 to 11 at night. Because you remember a lot of dudes work during the day. So Tuesday and Thursday you have nothing on your schedule. Um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday till seven o'clock, you have nothing on your schedule. And that's why a lot of imports fail. This is really similar in other countries too, like in, in uh, Copenhagen, in Denmark, is they don't know how to fill their time. And then they play video games or they, they don't really try to take in the culture. That's why if you're gonna do this, I would have like a hobby um, I would try to travel. I would try to go visit museums and history, but try to fill your day with stuff. Otherwise, you're going to get bored. You know what I mean? You're in a foreign country. You don't speak the language. Um, you want to figure out ways to make your days beneficial. I mean, because like the Italian season, we play basically every week. You know, it's way different than uh, Copenhagen when we'd play you know, every other week and we'd have a two-month summer break. I mean, it was a lot of time to... You know, travel here, you got Tuesdays and Thursdays off, and then usually play on Saturday. You can maybe travel Sunday, get back Monday. So you just got to be smart with, you know, what you're filling your time with because, like, it's not like college where you wake up early in the morning, you got weights, you got school, you got film, you got practice, um, you got all those different things where your day is structured. So people coming out of college, I would really have an idea of what you want to do. Pick up some online writing work or, or study the the language here you know put that on your resume make sure you're filling your time with something how do you recommend people coming over your fill their time i would say the main thing is uh, to be open-minded just be aware that it's not america it's it's a very different culture and uh yeah you have to be interested in uh, where you are so you have to go out uh, even if it's by yourself and i know it can be scary uh, taking the bus and all that because you're in a foreign country, nobody speaks your language, and, and uh, you you may get, be afraid to get lost. But you have to take that chance, you know. You you, you uh, I always say this to to the guys that stay in their rooms all day, is you didn't travel halfway around the world to play video games, you know. 
So yeah, you, you, you've come to obviously play football, but I mean, you get a free vacation to Europe, so why not uh, use it to the most of, uh, of your abilities, you know? A big key is say yes to the teammates because they're gonna try as hard as they can to bring you into the culture, to invite you to the beach, to invite you for drinks. So really try to hang out with, with the guys. They'll show you around the local spots and they want to bring you in as a family. That's like one of their main things. They, they love doing that. And you gotta remember too, these teammates are very interested in you, the American. They play American football. They probably listen to American music. They've seen American movies. So they want to get to know you. That's a cool thing. You're like a, a, a mini celebrity to them. So take that in. And they would love to learn English. A lot of them do speak English. In, in Denmark, it was crazy. Everyone did. But in uh, Italy, it's, you know, so-so. I'd say 20 30%, maybe more. But that, I've had some of my best times just hanging out with dudes that don't speak Italian. We're usually either using a translator or we're just vibing, yeah, with our hands. But uh, you had something to say about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, uh, the the um, so obviously you come in as an import. Everybody knows you. You don't know them, but everybody knows you. So all the players are going to be nice to you if you're a nice guy, right? But yeah, like you said, they they they're gonna ask you to go out with them get some pizza get some drinks or just go chill just go chill at the park at the beach whatever and uh, yeah say yes be open-minded and uh yeah and in italy it's about 20 to 30 percent i agree with uh with how many players can actually speak english but like for those that speak english they speak good english so like you can really talk to them And that's, that's a, a big thing. It'll be a big help for you to get some good spots to eat, vibe, Girls. whatever. Girls, yeah, all that, all that. So after playing in you know, multiple different countries with different teammates, living in different places, there's obviously a reason why you keep doing it outside of just playing football. I mean, what have you all gotten from these experiences? Well, really, yeah, it's, uh, I want to keep playing football, but the, every experience that I've had has made me want to have more experience like that, you know? Uh, I've made really friends for life in uh, Germany, in France, in every team I've been, and also with the U.S. imports. Like, I, I go every year to visit some of my friends in the States, um, and they come visit, because that's, uh, like, a good excuse for them to go, go back to Europe and have a place to stay you know uh and yeah it's really the experiences and the the the, the friendships and, and all that i mean it sounds silly but it's it's really what this is quick thing i forgot to mention relating to like the importance here of american football and the mini celebrity status let's talk about you know the fans and um the social media like it's not like uh a junior I played junior college football where there's basically no fans and no one gives a fuck about you here I feel it's different it was there was a, a niche in Denmark that was pretty cool a lot of people care but in Italy we have 10 15 people at practice whether it's coaches or people working in the the locker room just wanting to be there wants wants to wipe the balls down um you got the social media 
I mean, what, 5,000 followers on Instagram. They do an amazing job with videos and Insta stories. Um, people really do care about this. And you played in Germany. There was a shit ton of fans. Talk about kind of like the, the mini celebrity status that maybe people don't think uh, football players have here in Europe. Yeah, well, I mean, I, uh, in Germany, so we had uh, media day every week. In France also, so like every week I'd get, uh, I'd be on TV and uh, have uh, interviews and all that. Uh, in Germany, you walk around in the city, and then there's this big ass billboard with your face on it. I thought that was pretty cool, you know. Uh, so yeah, every because um, it's not like in America where so you have people that give money to the schools or the teams. Uh, in Europe, they have to get sponsors for that, and it's usually uh, enterprises. So you have to get out there to get recognized and uh, put out the, the sponsors, you know, for everybody. So a, a good way is to put the, the brands and all that on the jerseys, but it's also to like do advertisement uh, in the city, online, uh, every, everything. And uh, yeah, I think in Europe they're doing a great job of uh, just being... Uh, out there on the social medias and everything in Bologna, I think what they would, what they're doing is uh, amazing. Uh, Five thousand followers is it, it is what it is, but I think for Bologna is is really nice. Um, and I think with COVID now it's all fucked up because we don't have uh, people at, at the games. But I think what they say is usually they have four to five thousand people a game, and that, that's not bad. I mean, I've played in France uh, in front of fifty peoples. And in Germany, in front of uh, 15,000. So, uh, four to 5,000 is not bad. And remember that the stadiums is, is not like college uh, stadiums, right? It's, it's usually one stand. So, four to 5,000 is, uh, it means a full stadium. And that, that's really nice. Yeah, there's definitely a good amount of people that care. My favorite part are the guys that just, guys or girls that just help out. Um, whether it be, hey, you know, one of the equipment people cooking me uh, a home-cooked meal to take home. Um, just those kind of relationships where you got people that are out there that are sacrificing their time just to be a part of the group and just to hang out. And, and that really makes you care. makes you want to win. Similar to, you know, in college, if your professor's like, hey, you know, big game this week. And you feel like people are, you know, paying attention and that all the sacrifice and hard work is, is going to a bigger cause. They made an amazing video called like the people of Bologna and it was showing like kind of the sponsors and the people that work behind the scenes to make the Bologna Warriors run and it was just amazing you know who's all involved in this and and how much they actually put in to the program and into everything that that goes on to make American football happen in this city so it's definitely an experience to have so I think we got you maybe a little excited to take this step to come over here and play american football in europe but now the question is how so maybe you are getting recruited and you've got some emails sent to you or your coach got talked to got a dm on social media but sometimes maybe those teams don't fit or you don't want to live in that country so how can you go out and get yourself recruited and find the perfect fit what do you think so the main thing is if you want to go pursue your career in europe first i would suggest you to use your network maybe in in your team or in in uh, your group of buddies somebody you know has played in europe and i would start by that just write to him 
and ask him, hey, they need a, a guy for next year, whatever, and then go from there. After that, there's a ton of sites, website, kind of like LinkedIn, where like you can do a little resume of uh, all your playing days. Yeah, it's called Europlayers. There's also a site called uh, Podium. And there are, uh, believe it or not, agencies in Europe that are specialized in finding guys, uh, finding teams for you to go play in. Yeah, there's kind of a bunch of different ways. It's not as um, clear-cut as, say, uh, when you're in high school getting recruited by colleges, but it, it is like a little fraternity. Just you got to start knowing people. Start looking up teams and then go find their social media. Message their social media. If you find their coach, add them. Facebook is big in Europe. Facebook, you can find a lot of different things. Now they're moving towards Instagram, a lot of the teams. Um, get in contact, have the highlights ready. My president in uh, uh, Copenhagen, Denmark, said he gets hundreds and hundreds of Euro player messages and barely looks at any of them. He, he likes to go find players and recruit them himself. Like He reached out to me through my number on my uh, highlight tape, and he got in contact with me. I had other coaches reach to my head coach in college. Um, after I played a year in Copenhagen, I got added by a lot of uh, uh, European coaches. They start seeing you're in the network now and they start um, you know, uh, messaging you because if you have success and you show that you can live in Europe, like we talked about before, some dudes can't. They sit in their room and they play video games and it's a bad experience. Then you're kind of in the fraternity. You can stick around for a while. There's a lot of teams here, a lot of opportunities, but it's about finding them and, and getting to them because... Um, Like, for example, I had probably three, four teams reach out to me in college, but then after my first year, many more reached out to me. And that's because, like, my name was out there and, and we started seeing that. So it's on you to start getting out there because if one team offers you and, you know, one person, uh, you, you add them and you have six, seven European coaches as mutual friends, they're like, oh, shit, so, you know, people are talking to him. He must be something. So really get out there on the socials. Um, I love uh, what Billy said, the, the network. Get into the network. Someone's played, and they can connect you with the coach. That coach might know someone. They can connect you with that team. So get out there like, like a job and, and make something happen. Okay, yeah, we talked about a lot of the pros, but let's hop in on some of these negatives. Now, obviously, this is a business sports, so there are some, you know, horror stories somewhat. And if you kind of show up, act goofy, they can just ship you right back home. But there's also been issues with contracts, um, withholding passports, I mean, saying screw you or not doing your flight home. That's on rare occasions, but I know someone that it kind of did happen to. I don't know the full story. You know, not everything's black and white. But Brian, you've been in this a lot longer than me, and you've actually seen and witnessed some of these horror stories. Yeah, uh, we, we, we talked about it already uh, with, with Unique, but uh, yeah, I've seen a U.S. guy get cut after the third day that he got there uh, and got shipped back like the next day. Um, I've seen, like you said, the, 
teams holding passports, uh, teams uh, making uh, three guys live in uh, one bedroom um, and all that. But really, it comes down to knowing where you're going. And I, I mean by that the country and the league. Of course, if you go to a fourth division league, the, the odds are higher that you get less paid, less, uh, how you say, uh, advantages. Uh, benefits. Yeah, benefits, sorry. And, uh, and, and all that. But if you go to a legit team, then the odds are like very low that something like this happens to you. You'll usually know if they're legit. They they're like, hey, do you want to contact someone that's played for us, and you know, or we can connect you with the, this American who we've had on. Or when I came to Bologna um, on a trip, and I met with the the coaches when I was in Copenhagen, they uh, they had me call this this American, Benny, mm-hmm. and uh, he was I think born in uh, Wisconsin. And he kind of talked about Bologna and said, hey, you know, this person played here, and I think you'll really like it. So. You know, if they're like just trying to get you to sign or just trying to get you to come here, that might be a red flag. What were you saying about like official contracts and non-official contracts? Yeah, so some leagues will uh, will do legit contracts, so they will register you uh, at the town hall uh, labor thing, uh, and then you get an official paycheck and all that, and then you get a work visa and all that. But some leagues will just bring you in as a travel visa and then pay you under the, under the table. So you got to be careful. I'm not saying if this happens to you, they bring you on a um, tourist visa, visa, you will get fucked over because like in France, this happens a lot. They just do this because it's easier for everybody and everything is good. You know, nothing, nothing wrong happens. But uh, the, the main thing I would say is just as I told you before, use your network when you want to get recruited. Well, it's the same thing. Once you get recruited, use your network. If you don't know anybody that's in Europe, well, just look up on uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Try to look up who has been to this team before. Hit them up on uh, Instagram or whatever. Hey, how's it been? Did, uh, did everything go well? Is, is this legit? Uh, like all that. And then it, it'll give you a good starting point. Yeah, you got to remember too, with the tourist visa, you know, unless they have it in the contract or whatever, you're not on insurance and you play football. So if you get hurt, that shit's coming out of pocket. You know what I mean? So, like, that's a big thing you need to, you know, hopefully get the work visa or hopefully, like, it's laid clear out that you got, like, health care. Because imagine coming over here, getting hurt and having to pay all that money at a hospital in Europe, and that's not good. You know, that's a horror story. But... Yeah, I mean, it's not all roses and dandelions, so you need to really do your, your research, talk to dudes like Brian, talk to like dudes that you know that have been here, reach out to teams, and make sure you know you know what the hell you're getting into. Have some trust. There's a lot of good people out here. I mean, usually if they make an a American football team in Europe, they're not just total clowns unless it's the, the mafia pushing money through it. I don't know why they would do that. There's not like crazy, crazy amounts of money in this, but... Yeah, I mean, another couple things that we should hit on, not necessarily horror, but the downsides, the, the cons of this are, okay, you're in, a, you're in a foreign world. I mean, you can probably get lonely. Like you said, we talked about the languages and, and whatnot. You might not be used to the structure of the football. Um, you know, if you're not getting coached like you thought you would, or 
maybe say the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator you have uh, quals with and you're like, what the hell are we doing? So you have to be able to adapt to that and kind of go with the flow. But what are some other um, cons and, and how can we, we deal with those doing this? Uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say this is a con, but just understanding that uh, they don't only bring you in to play, right? Because you're an import, so you're kind of above everybody else uh, regarding to players, I mean. And they also bring you in because you've played in the States, you've played in college, have seen things, and uh, they want you to, yes, produce on the field, but also help everybody around you. And that means uh, helping with the scouting, helping with the coaching the guys to your position uh, or other positions, right? Uh, helping set up the game plans and, uh, and all that. Some coach will want you to do this. Some coach will not want you to do this. But, I mean, we talked about it, I think, uh, five minutes ago. If, if uh, you're not happy with the play calling or whatever, it's part of your job to say something also. Because you're an you're an import, you get paid to to do this. It's a big thing uh, for for you and for your team. Yeah, another point is sometimes in your contract you need to coach the U19 team or the U16 team. That depends. I mean, you can work out things where you don't have to do that, but some teams like require it. That's a way for you to give back. Yeah, they want you to be a good model citizen. You can't get arrested or anything like that. So you have some responsibility, some spotlights on you, but um. Yeah, like I said, just sometimes, you know, you're in a foreign world, you can get lonely. I've done a million podcasts on the the nomadic highs and low lifestyle, and it's very similar if you're doing the European football and being on your own and, and whatnot. But, yeah, I think the biggest point, though, is to just be smart with who you're doing business with because this is, this is a business, you know what I mean? And you, you got to make sure you trust those people and you have a good, healthy business relationship. You look at the fine print. Because like we said, you are in a whole different world with maybe not many people that you know and uh, you don't want to you know, get fucked over here and, and bad things could happen. But it's rare. It is rare. Yeah, and uh, to, to, to bounce back on, on uh, being lonely, just think about also that uh, in, in most cases, you won't be the only import, right? So at least you'll be with one other U.S. guy and then you're going to get to play against other American guys. And that's how you develop a network and also friendships and also uh, landing spots if you want to travel. So, I mean, say you have a bye week and then the, or, or just you play the game. Say we played in Ancona uh, three weeks ago. And then after the game, I, I, I met up with the quarterback and we kind of chopped it up for a bit. Well, you know, next time I play uh, in Ancona or next weekend that I have uh, a bye week, I can hit him up. Hey, what you doing? Okay, you're on a bye week too. Hey, maybe I can come to Ancona, chill with you. You can show me around and all that. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, also, they tried to, uh, I mean, some leagues, not put you in the same uh, apartment as the other import because a lot of times the Americans will just stick together and not try to, like, to go into the culture and meet different people. Like, I, I mean, you, you yeah, mingle. So, um, like, I last year I lived with uh, an Italian dude on the team, and, and that was really cool. So if that's the case, that's them trying to get you out of your shell and not just, uh, you know, shoot the shit with the American dude and be alienated from the team. But, yeah, overall, 
I think there's a lot more pros than cons, most definitely, but you definitely need to look at uh, all the things going on here so you are well prepared and ready to take this on. And so you can just focus on the football and focus on the culture and, and all the experiences you're going to have. But be prepared and, uh, you know, don't be stupid. This is business. And, and uh, to finish this off, use also the technology. When you get recruited, you can go to the team page and see the field, the facilities, the players, uh, the coaches, and then you can add them up, talk with the players, the imports, like I said, and also during your interview, because you're going to have an interview, right? Just ask for a video of the apartment, of the bedroom, of all that, you know, and then, uh, well, obviously, you'll get a written contract. And like Nick said, read the fine prints, but just use the technology to, to, to know what you're getting into, right? If you ask for a video of the apartment and then three weeks later, you still don't have that video and the guy only replies to you every four days, well, you know, maybe it's not the best team to go to uh, compared to a guy that replies to you every day and gets you the video right then and, uh, you know, is always asking you how you're doing and all that, you know. Great point. A con. You're not going to get the same facilities, same treatment, same ice bath, same massages. We, we can get some of that, though. But, you know, the facilities and everything is, is a lot different than um, America. And you got to be ready for that. Um, I know for me, I mean, we practice on a, kind of a rougher practice field. You know, it's not the greatest, but... You know, it's not like you can just hop in the ice bath after. We have a physiolo physiology yeah. that you can go to get needles, which is fantastic. It's free. All that is beautiful. But, you know, obviously there are a couple teams that have turf here in Italy. So the facilities are, are definitely, um, you know, step below because they don't have as much money, obviously, compared to big colleges and, and whatnot. So, yeah, like uh, Brian said, is get photos and get videos and make sure you have an idea of what you're getting into because for the most part – You can't just fly over to Europe uh, to scout it out. Know what I mean? If you're already here, that's what I kind of did uh, when I was in Copenhagen and uh, after the season, I did scout it out. I got to see it in person. But normally, you got to rely on the FaceTimes, the Skypes, the Zooms, and, and the photos. Yeah, and remember, you are a professional player, but they're not. This is, in most leagues, this is an amateur league, right? So everybody pays to play. Everybody pays to play. In France, I don't know how much it is in Italy, But in France, it's about 200 euros to get your player pass, and then you pay for your pads and all that. So imports get paid, but the others pay to play, right? So it, it's a lot different. If, if you go to a very big league like Germany or the new uh, European League of Football that's fully professional, then this is pro. I mean, this is, it'll be like college uh, or NFL. You get joint practices with other teams in the preseason. Uh, you, you get taped up uh, before practice, you get massage, ice bath, and all that. But in, uh, in Italy, in France, in Finland, it's amateur. It's amateur. So you're professional, but all the rest is amateur. So you get uh, physio when the, the physio has an appointment spot for you. Okay? And uh, he takes you in between uh, an old lady and a young kid who has bad knees, you know? Yeah, great point. Uh, like, for example, we got dudes on our team that are uh, almost reaching 40. They got kids, you know what I mean? Um, we got a dude that's 34 that drives, you know, an hour, two practice and an hour back, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So, like, 
these people have, you know, a lot of them in these leagues have jobs. They may have a family. So you got to be, like we talked about a million times, adaptable to that and, 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 and realize it too. Maybe that's why the practices might be a little slower. You can't be as demanding because, shit, you're not 37 and still playing this sport too. So you got you to gotta understand that. Making this jump, um, not necessarily just for football, but for a nomad or for a traveler, there's always culture shock. That's one of the biggest um, holding people back from making this kind of move is like, oh, my God, do they have this? Do they have that? How can I speak? What can I do? We kind of hit on it with the teammates, but um, Brian has been in different countries. How have you dealt with culture shock? Yeah, like I said, it's just being open-minded. I remember uh, my first experience in Germany, the, the first game we played. Uh, so we had a good drive, came off the field, and I see these two dudes just yelling at each other about to, to fight each other, I thought. So I was kind of got in between them. I was like, hey, chill. We, like, we, had, a good, we had a good drive. It's still first quarter. Like, everything's good, right? And like, no, we're, we're not yelling. I was like, oh, okay. I just uh, it's the way Germans Germans speak you know and uh, so this, this was kind of my first uh, introduction into uh, uh, what the uh, uh, German culture is like you know it's it's uh, it's it looks aggressive uh, sometimes but it really isn't it's the way they, they speak uh, it's like if you go to Spain uh, you feel like they yell all the time but it's just the way they talk um, and, and all that so yeah just uh, be open-minded and uh, just let it come to you, I would say. Uh, don't don't uh, pass judgment too soon, and uh, and you'll be fine, really. Yeah, we kind of hit on it with the Italian practices. You know, it's supposed to start at eight, and we slowly get going by eight thirty, and that's obviously different than American practice. But that doesn't mean you have to stop being who you are related to your practice habits. You don't need to slow down. You can do your own work on the side, but. That's just how they work, and you got to adapt to it. You can't force them to change their whole lifestyle because that's how they've lived and everything they've done. They, they enjoy life. They relax a little more, and it's good for you to see the pros and the cons of each and take what works best for you. I know I've changed a lot as a person, but I still keep what kind of made me me from America. I always talk about our delusional confidence and our, our bubble thinking that – has made us, you know, very successful and, you know, very influential throughout the world, but it's also resulted in a lot of negatives, like being uncultured and working to death and not enjoying life. So it's about taking bits and pieces of everywhere you go and saying, okay, this works, this doesn't, I like a mix of this. Another point I want to make is I remember when I uh, moving, first moving to Copenhagen, I was like, oh my God, I got to bring three suitcases. Like, what if they don't have this? Do they have Amazon Prime, that and this? And I get there and yeah, they don't have a lot of, they have most of it, a lot of different stuff, but it's different and you learn to live without it. That's the best thing ever. Like in Italy, I mean, you can't get anything shipped here. So instead of making your protein shake with this, you put in that, or instead of having to buy these vitamins that are way too expensive here, you um, buy a different supplement or you can learn to adapt. Now, obviously, if you have prescription drugs or something like that, you need to figure that out. But for the most part, 
in your life, you're going to get by just fine. And maybe you find a better way of living over here as well. Like, oh, maybe I didn't need to eat burgers every day and I, or Chipotle. I, I love Chipotle, but now, oh my God, this pizza is 10 times better or this lasagna is fantastic. So like Brian, Billy, Billy Brian, two first name guy, <laughs> he said, you just have to be open-minded. And this, it's going to force you to be open-minded if you don't sit inside and play video games the whole time and do nothing. You know what I mean? And you're going to come out of it a 10 times better person and more knowledgeable and, and cultured, finding more about you know, their culture, but also yourself. You're going to see what really you like, you know, maybe what um, you were brought up into that you didn't realize was not what you liked. You know what I mean? And, and it, it really changes you as a person and makes you grow the fuck up. That's why I think, too, it's a great opportunity for people coming out of college to grow up instead of just going right into the workforce and the nine to five. Go get cultured. Go learn so much about yourself in a different foreign world. And you'll come back a 10 times crisper, clearer, smarter person of what you want, what you don't like when you go back to America. And yeah, and also it brings perspective to your life and everybody around you. I mean, um, for me, I'm French, but I mean, the world is bigger than just the US, right? Or France. And once you start visiting Europe, all these countries, then it brings perspective to, to your life back in the States. I mean, like you said, Maybe I don't got to eat burgers every day. Uh, maybe I need to cook more because I've learned in Europe that, uh, yeah, people cook. And it's actually good. It's fun. And uh, I, can, I can eat right, eat good food and make it. And it's not a hassle, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, real. Yeah, that cooking point's a great point. I think in America we go so fast that we're like, oh, just order out or go out to eat or, um, you know, or take out. And I've learned to really kind of slow down and cook. I hate cleaning. I'm not very good at cleaning, but cooking is so rewarding. And it's your creation. You get to put exactly what you want in it. It's a 10 times cheaper and it's an experience. Know what I mean, that's something I really learned. And that and a million other things is what you will learn if you take this jump. Okay, after all that, the final pitch. Why should... A 22, 23-year-old dude, maybe even older, just out of college or a couple years out of it. Why should they drop everything, come to Europe, play the game I assume they love? Why should they do this? It, it may sound silly or strange what I'm about to say, but it's like taking a gap year uh, in the middle of your, uh, your studies, right? You take a gap year, you come back, it's... A huge plus on your resume for your career you learn a new culture you meet new people you uh you learn different things you try new things that you would never try in the states because they don't have that in in the states you know uh just taking the ride in the bike i don't see a lot of people riding the bike in the states right it, it, it's small things but But yeah, it's, uh, it's something that you will carry with you for the rest of your life and it will make you, for sure, a better person at work, with your family, with your f future kids. Because you, you can tell them stories of the time you played in Europe and got paid to play football, right? And you were a professional football player. So your, your children can say, oh, my dad was a pro football player, you know? 
And he didn't play in the NFL, no, but he played overseas and he had a hell of a time. And uh, now I get to go to vac vacation in Italy every two years or whatever to visit his friends and uh, I get to learn about the culture and all that. Yeah, I am so grateful for my father pushing me to do this. I was so set on getting moving with business. But he basically said, you don't really get many of these opportunities and you don't want to look back and say, damn, I wish I would have tried because business will always be there. Life in America will always be there. But taking this risk and seeing what the fuck happens, you got to do it. And I'm very grateful he did that because it's totally changed me. I love it. I'm going to do it for a lot longer. I've turned into loving travel and experiencing different things. My worldview has totally switched. My idea of money and freedom and happiness has totally changed. And I really don't think you can get it by staying in the same place, you know, born, raised, and grew up in. I think it is a change that if you get this opportunity, take it. Life is still going to go on. If you come back in a year, you're not missing that much. You're, not, you're only going to miss, you know, okay, going to the local bar and drinking with the same buddies again. And... You know, experience some foreign woman. You need that in your life. You know what I mean? Don't just jerk off to the porn. You know, experience it in real life. <laughs> But yes, I'm telling you, take the opportunity if you are given it and, and run with it and see what the hell happens. You never know. Yeah, la doce vita, huh? Yeah, and like I said, for those that want to really play, come and play, it's also a, a, an opportunity. You can, for sure, Play your ass off in Germany or in Finland or some leagues and still get a shot back in the States or in Canada. I've seen it happen every year. They, they have guys come in, kill the league, and then go back to the NFL or CFL or whatever. So just keep that in mind. Don't get paid $200 a game and get killed in arena football in America. Go enjoy the beautiful canals of Venice, um, check out the Eiffel Tower in Paris. I mean, so much you can do, get paid better in by doing the Europe thing, not the arena football. Awesome. Hey, also, if people are want more questions, um, will they be able to contact you? If so, where should they reach you on? Uh, yeah, you can reach me at, on my uh, Instagram, IG double B. Um, I think Nick will put, put out a story with my, uh, my handle. And uh, yeah, basically just uh, over Instagram and I can give you all the, the details of the websites, your players and all that uh, and more infos. I can also, uh, we talked about networking. If you're a guy that's serious about uh, looking for a team, then I can set you up with people that I know because I've seen a lot of teams and, and uh, well, now I know people, right? And uh, Nick can do that too. But uh, yeah, just don't, don't hesitate. Yeah, that was one of the best things that I got in contact with was Dez, who started the podcast with me. Um, the president at the, my team in Copenhagen connected me with him because he had done it for a couple years. And he answered all my questions, took me underneath his wing when I was there. Um, you really find those kind of people that have done it, that have experienced it, and it will help you out tremendously. Until next time. Ciao, ciao.